Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. Everybody and welcome on into this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Today is April 12, 2023. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey. Megan, you are a single mom this week. Yes, CJ is here. Um, CJ tested positive for COVID on Sunday um, on Easter uh, at about 7 p.m. And then I had to go try and find COVID tests in my um, traditionally Latina neighborhood at uh, Easter night. And that was that was touch and go. Um, a man did follow me to my car and try and get in the passenger seat. Oh so just a lot going on. Um, so CJ is masked and hanging out with Conrad right now. We've had a lot of outdoor time. Oh boy, it's um you're getting by, barely, but you're getting by. We're getting by. We're getting and by. Everybody feels okay. Yeah, Conrad and I are doing great. I've made two fruit pizzas in the last three days. I love it. Um, we've been ordering food. My home is a mess. You know, ever it's just really like the nanny can't come, so because she's up for a big part. So this is LA. Um, I did want to say before we get into the stuff, I will be <laughs> after all that. And now I get to promote stand-up. I will be in San Diego Friday and Saturday at the Mic Drop Comedy Club. I'm headlining two shows on Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm going to stay and open for my dear friend Langston Kerman. And then I'm doing an hour here in Los Angeles on 420 at Lyric Hyperion. Um, all the info is in my bio. I traditionally do so bad in San Diego. Like, oh, I do not connect with the people of San Diego. So I would love if some listeners came out. I've already had some fun gals say they're coming. I mean, fingers crossed. I'm having to tape these sets for something. Obviously, you can hear in my voice, I'm a shell of who I need to be. So any any um anyone in the San Diego area, that means Philip Rivers children. Anybody, please come on out Friday he and has Saturday. A lot of children, so we could certainly fill the audience with the Rivers family. Everybody head to San Diego. I know you haven't had a great time in San Diego, um, but we can change that, right? We can always yeah, uh, rebrand, rebrand um, things. And so, Megan, while I'll be in San Diego, you are going to be in Boston for the very, very famous the the best. Is it the best marathon in the world? It's the the most prestigious marathon. Okay, I the Academy say. Awards of the marathon mm-hmm. world. It is the Super Bowl of marathons. It takes place on Monday, Marathon Monday. Eddie, who went to college in Boston, knows how special the day is for the city of Boston. People have off work in Boston. The Red Sox play early. The marathoners run. It's a big drinking party day. Um, and usually it's sort of the sign in Boston that the wet, the worst spring, of the weather is yeah. behind Boston. Spring has sprung. Um, yeah. so how are you feeling when you have SmackDown on Friday and then I'm guessing you'll be flying there after? Yes. So SmackDown is in Lincoln, Nebraska, which it is very difficult to get a flight from Lincoln, Nebraska to pretty much anywhere. So I, um, it's going to be planes, trains, and automobiles. I'm flying into Kansas city. I'm driving three hours to, um, Lincoln, Nebraska. Then after the show, I'm driving three hours to Des Moines, Iowa, and then I'm flying to DC and connecting to Boston. I will land on Saturday, get my marathon bib and all will be well. Um, Hopefully, for my husband's sake, we'll see a Celtics victory in Boston as mm-hmm. the playoffs start. We're going to get into all of our NBA playoff coverage later in the show. But yeah, I'm feeling um, the week of the marathon, I always go a little crazy because I'm running significantly less than I usually do, which means I have more time on my hands, which means I have more time to think about things. Stress. especially the marathon, um, which is stressful. So eating a lot of carbs, I'm drinking coconut water right now because it's very good for hydration. I don't like coconut water. Oh, I love it. I love coconut and I like coconut shavings and the flavor, the water. I don't know. Something about the color of it reminds me of something else I don't like. 
if you know okay. what I mean. All right. Yeah, I, I hear you. But this one is in a can, so I don't have to look okay, at great, the great, color great. of it. Um, um, so we were we were talking last week so much about this Masters Championship dinner. Um, and we'll get into John Rahm's victory. What are what are the meals? I think traditionally you're supposed to eat like spaghetti the night before. What do you have the meal before? And then what are you looking forward to eating after? The meal before I'm going to a fabulous restaurant in Boston called Fox and the Knife. My friend is the general manager. So she got us all situated with a reservation. I will have some sort of pasta. It's important to eat enough, but I don't want to like eat to the point where I can't sleep and all of those things. Um, I love a cocktail and I love a glass of wine, but not the night before a marathon. And that is uh, usually (gasps) difficult because to have one. Well, I mean, I could, but I just am always sort of like. Why would I? And why dehydrate yourself in any way? Yes, but I always bribe my husband, who is not a runner at all, with Mm -hmm. restaurants because he is a foodie. So I always say, you know, if we go to this marathon, we get the good restaurant and then I'll run the race. So when Mm -hmm. we went to a place in Sacramento, they had fabulous cocktails. It was like a pickled onion in a dirty martini. And I was Mm. sitting across the table so jealous because I could not have one. But some sort of pasta dish will Mm -hmm. be the pre-race meal lots of water probably overdoing the water because you can never really overdo it that too much overnight oats in the morning maybe a little toast and then post-race whatever i want um probably a burger yeah probably a beer surprise yeah one of the weird things about a marathon is um when you're done, you kind of feel nauseous and you're like, uh-huh. I know I should eat and I want mm-hmm. to eat, but my body does not accept food at this moment. Yes. And then like seven hours later, you're just yeah. eating anything and everything mm-hmm. that comes into sight. So yeah. I look forward to that and hopefully not pooping my pants. I mean, everything you've said down to the pooping the pants is very similar to childbirth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you don't want to eat too much, but you got to get some food in there and then you don't feel great. But then at some point you're like, give me everything. And then you go, did I poop? Um, so very similar experiences <laughs> there. Um, as we mentioned, John Rom, the winner of the Masters. Um, and it, it was kind of a... a interesting masters weekend because play got suspended on Saturday and I think it was early because I'm on the West coast, but it was around two. I don't know. It was like, it It was was right when car coverage was about to start on CBS. So right when we were going to get Jim Nance, Vern Lundquist, whoever plays the role of the bird guy for the masters broadcast, we were going to get him because I'm convinced they have just a guy with the sound of the birds, because there's no way the birds are chirping that loud at Augusta. Yeah, we're about to get all of that, and then they suspend play. Um, yeah, there's definitely some tricks that the Masters um, pulls. My my moron of the week actually comes from the Masters, so I'm going to go right into that. All I right, think, let's do it. I think so much of it is amazing, and I actually saw um, the, the guy who runs the Pacers social media, he got like a Masters snack box delivered to his house. My parents have been, they love it, you know, the pimento cheese. We, we But there is some stuff about the culture of the Masters that I really actually hate. Um, the so the men, fact that they didn't like women for a long time. Yeah, but I, I'm honestly like, we have to get over that because there's okay. so many places that don't like women that it's like, I would just be in my house. And actually this week, I don't know if anyone in my house likes women either. Um, Conrad does, Conrad does. So the men that yell, get in the hole, they're they're up there with the men that have really loud motorcycles. And, and I mean that in like, what happened to you? What part of your childhood or what part of your current life is not fulfilling in a way that you have to act out in these ways that are so obnoxious and annoying to everyone else? Now, have I yelled dumb things at a sporting event? Yes, we've all get gotten swept up in the moment. I'm not talking about the guys that have like yelled at once and been like, what was I doing? I'm talking about the men that like yell it every single time and are like, this is my thing. I'm the guy who yells, get in the hole, even on a par five and the whole 700 yards away. It's like, you're an idiot and I can't stand you. And I honestly wish they would escort you out. Also, there was a footage that came out 
And it said like 1500 private planes fly into Augusta Masters weekend. Now, we all know that there are rich people doing things that we don't have access to. Even when you said Lincoln, Nebraska, I go, you know what? I flew private there Um, because it's that hard to get to. It's the one time I've ever flown private and it was with a comedian. It was on a little tiny plane and he was rich and he paid for it. So it's like, uh, yes, I'm a hypocrite here. So I saw footage of all these private planes and people posting it like what a cool tradition. That's not a cool tradition. That's actually really bad for the environment. And when you see that, your instinct should not be, that's cool. Your instinct should be, that's f***ed up. Now, where do these get in the whole men rank as it relates to men who have the nuts hanging off of their truck? I actually think getting the whole men are worse because mm. getting the whole men are probably working at white collar jobs where they have access to do a lot more bad things to the world. The guys with the balls, it's like you, you, you're, you're working hard. You're a laborer. You got a truck and, and you got greasy hands. Those are actually my people. I like those dudes. Sometimes there's, a, like there's a lot of them but, in Florida. You I'm feel right the, at home. I'm talking about these you know what? There was a guy, this was a story. Now I've really taken over this segment where Sunday ticket is, is now substantially more expensive. And, and we're going to talk about that. Well, we're talking about it right now, Megan. All right, let's do I'm it. fired up. So they raised the price and everyone. And the thing is people would pay it, but Sunday ticket wraps out and doesn't work all the time. And we are constantly having issues with it across the country. So it's like, you want to raise the price, that's fine, but you got to have a consistent product. So people are complaining. And then I see a guy comment, if this is too much for you, you need to level up at work. Dude, what are you, you're on the side of Sunday ticket? You're on Sunday ticket's side. What, how, how is that your stance? And it's like, that guy sucks. I'm sure he's a get in the hole guy. Definitely. No, I think I I want to go to the Masters. It's on my bucket list. I apply every year for the raffle. I'm convinced that no one really wins from the raffle. It's just people who have connections that get tickets or people who are sons of or daughters of or nephews of or cousins of or whatever it may be. But for the raffle, they should make it a tiny bit more exclusive and they should do a little bit of background checking so that we keep those getting the whole guys. How about how about they make it a contest like 80 for Brady and we write an essay? And if your essay gives off the vibe that you're gonna yell, get in the hole, you don't get it. Now I did you see, don't my see a lot of essay contests anymore. I feel no. like when we and were I, in school, that was the thing. I love writing an essay. Like, yeah, all the writers are about to be on strike. So it's like, let us write the essays. Um, my parents went to the masters and they were able to go. Their friend got tickets. At the time they went, my dad was sick with cancer and he gave my parents his tickets that year so they could go. So yeah, I, I'm listen, I've flown private. <laughs> but I'm a woman of the people. All right. You are. I, just, you are. I just don't see 1500 private planes and go, wow. Cool. Like, it's like, I almost want rich people to be doing stuff out of sight, out of mind. Like, it's like when you start to show me what they're doing, I get very upset. So like, just don't show it to me. And when you do show it to people, our instinct shouldn't be, wow, they're really cool. It's like, no, they're all bad. They're bad, evil people. <laughs> Um, well, moving on to my moron of the week, and you touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, there's a debate going on right now within it's sweeping the nation. Really, it is all over. And I've, I've lost sleep thinking about it. I've been lashing out on my husband thinking about it. And it is the great debate that originated on extrapoints.com, which is the best time zone to watch, to live in if you're a sports fan. What's the best time zone to live in if you're a sports fan? Pacific um, time. Pacific time. Thank you, Megan, for being on the right side of history. Thank you for answering the question correctly. Before you butted in, I was about to just tell you, <laughs> let me finish before you say, Megan, I actually agree with Eddie because that happens to me a lot on this show. And I'm so glad Eddie's dead to me today. It no, is not going to happen. Um, so I'm clicking on this video, extra points, trying to make sure that everybody answered this question correctly. We don't want to embarrass ourselves on the internet. And one Eddie Spaghetti and one Mikey Meatballs get mm -hmm. my moron of the week. Now, Mikey, congratulations to you. You are now a two-time recipient of Megan's moron of the week. We'll give you a little round Congrats. of applause there. Congrats. Eddie, uh, this is your first recognition. So welcome. Um, but you answered 
incorrectly. West Coast sports fans have it made. And now I know Eddie has a real hard time with Sunday mornings, getting a workout in before 10 a.m. and then having to watch football. And then no one works out on Sundays. No one does. From 8 p.m. on to, to do whatever you want. But us East Coasters here, it's very difficult. Last night, I'm trying to watch this NBA play-in game, which I know Eddie doesn't mm-hmm. care about because he's not an NBA fan. But I am really struggling to stay up and watch yeah. this thing. And I keep telling myself, I'm like, Megan, it's LeBron James. And someday you're going to have kids and they're going to say to you, Mom, what was it like watching LeBron James play basketball? And I'm going to say- in the play-in, you think your kids are going to ask about the play-in? They could. This could be the start of a historic run. And then I say, well, gee, kids, I could barely keep my eyes open. But when LeBron had the ball, it was tough to do anything but stay awake. So I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. And then the refs, in honor of Eddie Spaghetti, they threw us over on the East Coast. They know that Eddie hates the refs. They know that Eddie is jealous of us East Coasters who are fighting off sleep to stay up and watch this game. They call a terrible flop call, a three-point from the free throw line for the Timberwolves, they tie up the game and now we're headed to overtime. And I say to myself, you can do this. This is for the children. This is for your unborn kids. You must watch LeBron win the play-in game against the Timberwolves. And wouldn't you know it, the <laughs> last sad. time out of the game with 45 seconds left, I fell asleep. I woke up this morning and I said to my husband, did the Lakers win? But I could, listen, they did win, but I could have missed a buzzer beater. I could have missed an iconic moment. And it's all because of the East Coast time. So Eddie, you're a moron. I've heard your reasoning. I just want to tell you that your opinion is wrong. Your opinion is wrong. I don't want to hear it. Our listeners have seen it all on the website, but you, you're wrong. Joel's wrong. And Mikey are wrong. Okay, Eddie, come in and give your moron. I hope it's Megan. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll fight uh, instead of with vinegar with honey and I'll give my my mensch of the week is Megan for running the marathon wow. training it. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, you're right. Well, all people who go to the Boston Marathon, me as a student for the four years, um, except that that one year that was uh, relatively tragic. Um, but we all were, you know, they're drinking and watching you guys run who put the work in for months training um, and you're running the 26.2. So uh, hats off to you for doing that. And my my moron um, and Megan, you did bring it up quickly with the the Sunday ticket thing, you know. I'm a Giants fan. We have a Colts fan here. We have a uh, a Patriots fan here. Sunday ticket, like being moved from DirecTV, which had its issues with AT&T. I've heard the customer service is bad. Uh, if we remember a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago, the first few weeks of the NFL season, you couldn't even watch the games on the DirecTV Sunday ticket app uh, streaming. You could not do it anywhere. I... I think YouTube may make it better. Uh, I think it's uh, probably equipped to know how many issues the previous owners of dark TV had, but then seeing the price jump. And I get, if you're a YouTube TV subscriber, you're basically paying the same. Uh, if you get the pre-sale code or do it, you know, ahead of time, you're, you're only spending a hundred dollars more. If you miss that pre-sale, it's $200 more for people who buy the, I'm lot. guessing the day that's a lot of money, $200 extra for the Sunday ticket, just to watch your team. Um, you know, and I, I just think that this move is, is crazy. And the other really funny part of it was there was a, a tweet about the lag time uh, just from based on the Super Bowl. And it's almost it was 54 seconds for YouTube TV. So we're going to now be watching our teams play and you're almost a full minute behind. And if you're like me, when you're watching it uh, on the really crappy West Coast time at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, with Twitter out, you, <laughs> you see, can't be on it. You can't be on Twitter because the B reporters are already saying it, or my, you know, my friends back at home uh, watching on the better East Coast one o'clock time. They'll they'll text like, oh, touchdown. You're, now you're know. four seconds behind it. Yep. So I think this is such a bad uh, move. Like I, I have hope and I have faith in YouTube being a much better um, operations than what the DirecTV AT&T partnership was, but boosting this price $200 and having almost a minute lag time. Uh, and this is the future we're headed towards in, in most live sports, all these streaming apps. So this is a, a rough start to that. Don't you think it's crazy this man was on the side of Sunday Ticket? 
I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to slap Michael. His name is I Michael. really don't like any of these streamers. When I started with YouTube back in the day, now I'm dating myself. I'm aging myself. It was $40 a month. And I love yeah. how they send out an email recently on YouTube TV. The day that March Madness starts that they're raising the price. I know. Think anybody's going to cancel on that day. Are you kidding me? Well, I, this, this is a great time for me to plug that the, the writer, the WGA is going to strike. I mean, it's not for certain. I voted yes today to authorize the strike. And I, everything I'm seeing is people authorizing the strike. And the main reason is because these streamers, they have gotten so greedy. And it's like, YouTube, why don't you prove a year that that Sunday ticket is a better product with you and then raise the price? But it's like, you know, we've all had bad experiences. And it was this annoying thing where it'd be like, oh, the it didn't work for half the games. Here's $7 back. It's like, I don't want $7 back. That that's It's like when Postmates doesn't deliver your food and then it's like, here's the $12. It's like, no, I want $1,000 because I ordered shrimp and it didn't come. <laughs> I've lost my mind. Can you tell I've been <laughs> locked in my house for three days? Okay. I, I can. Um, um, so we both gave our morons. Eddie gave his moron his mensch. I'll go quickly with my mensch. I would like okay. to give the mensch of the week to my mother who turned 60 years old. She also retired from being a nurse and had an all-time line when I saw her this week. She said to me, and this is such a mother thing to say, she looked at me and said, you know, Megan, for someone who is so flat-chested, your outfit's look great. And that's yes. just such a mother compliment. Like I'm going to tear you down and point out your flaws, but then I'm going to compliment you on them. So you, you know what, mom? Thank you. Thank you but like, very why much. Is she, she's saying that. that as a surprise. Every model is flat chested. That flat clothes look better on flat chested people. I, I'd i like to point out too, that she was saying that in a bathing suit that I had given you that did not fit me. <laughs> um, yes. So I will go quickly to my mensch this week is the Indiana Fever who had the very first pick in the WNBA draft and out of South Carolina drafted Aaliyah Boston. Welcome to Indianapolis. So excited um, for what is to come for women's basketball. Should we take a quick break and come back and um, talk a little bit more masters before yes. we move into the NBA? We absolutely should. I'm so sorry. I hijacked the beginning of the show with my rant against one percenters, which I hope to be someday um with that we will be right back tickets to the game merch meals at iconic restaurants stays at caesar's palace all of this can be yours when you bet with caesar sportsbook win or lose every bet earns rewards credits which you can redeem across the empire now if you haven't started yet register using code omaha full that's o-m-a-h-a-f-u-l-l -L, and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win great you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get it right back as a bonus bet. Must be 21 plus, offer valid, and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and rewards credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promo for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Arizona? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino? Call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and response Referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We are back. I am still not a one percenter, but you know who <laughs> is? Even though he lost, Brooks Kepka, because we watched that Netflix show, which at full, full swing. swing. Full yes, swing. full swing. And he has like a sunken couch outside. Mm-hmm. A sunken couch to me is like the top. He also has a very hot, I believe at the time of the show, it was Beyonce, and now yes. they are married. She is very hot. He does despise her. Yeah. So you and I talked about this a lot when we were in person. Um, They did not do Brooks any favors during his episode of Full Swing. Um, Now, at the time, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, they're engaged. So they're wedding planning. But also at the time of this, Brooks was in a bit of a slump golf wise. Um, He played very well at the Masters, couldn't get the job done, but he was very impressive. And during the episode of Full Swing, he is frustrated because when you're in a golf slump, the only thing you can do is think about ways to get out of the slump. And his beautiful fiance is worried about planning the wedding. Mm -hmm. So they're obviously at odds. She's Mm -hmm. asking if he likes the outfit she's going to wear to her bachelorette party. Yeah. Brooks wants nothing to do with it. They live in this gorgeous house on the water with the sunken in couches. And then the episode cuts to sweet little Scotty Scheffler, who's, who's just couple- like watching his dog and like picking up salads to go. I mean, yeah, it's a his true- home is the size of Brooks's kitchen i mean it's not very small it's not very large he's walking to get coffee with his wife they seem very in love and then they cut back to brooks and it seems like a disaster and then they cut back to the shefflers and everybody goes oh so they didn't do him any favors with that but this wife she's gonna be on the cover of si swimsuit she is she's really hot so i actually you said brooks played great at the masters i think brooks is probably the most upset he's ever been after this performance he was leading for what felt like the majority i i don't know how many holes but he definitely had the lead for a significant amount of time and then he did have him and john rom um did have to play 30 holes on Mm -hmm. on sunday to be able to get it all in and he really kind of fell apart um now it wasn't like a massive meltdown but to have a have a lead that was at least four strokes and to finish not even in second is is a bit of a debacle. Now, I think he's probably blaming the wife. I don't I the, the, only based on their on, on their relationship. There, there are also people that yell Brooksy at him and it's well documented that he hates that. And I just am like, wow, to to be that close to a golfer and yell something, you know, they hate personally is bold. But you you almost see Brooks's mind like pulsing out of his forehead. John Rahm, on the other hand, was cool, calm and collected. 
um, had had a had a great thirty. I, I think was four or five under in that. He has stretch. a comeback story for the ages. I mean, yes. he double bogeyed his first hole after Zach Ertz put a curse on him. We learned this through his press conference, for lack of a better term, where he was describing to everybody that Zach Ertz texted him before he was about to tee off, saying that the first green looked like a walk in the park, and then Rom falls apart on the first green. So Zach Ertz. Please do not text John Rom anymore. And it makes me wonder, when is it not okay to text your friends? You know, I know there's definitely times. Um, I, I'm try- I still, if someone is about to film a special, like I'm trying to think of the equivalent in, in stand-up or in performance, like I'm still going to text you... I wouldn't say break a leg to you because you're running a marathon, but to someone who has an audition, I would say break a leg to you. I'll say good luck, but good luck is bad luck in the performance world. You're supposed to say break a leg. So it's like, I think it's less about timing and more about like making sure you say the right thing because Zach Ertz mm-hmm. did not say the right thing. It wasn't the time. It was just like, Oh, that looks easy. And it's like, Zach, come on. Yeah. And then you get, it's obviously golf is a very mental game. Say running is a very mental yeah. sport, but, um, I will not be offended if anybody texts me anything. My phone will be in my pocket during the race, but it will be um, on do not disturb. So on airplane. Yeah. On airplane. I I'm very happy uh, for John Rum. He seems like a very gracious guy. I think too. I don't know if I heard anyone overtly say this, definitely not on the broadcast, but I think there was a bit of a sigh of relief that a PGA guy won instead of a live golfer. Now, I think Phil Mickelson having a really impressive showing, especially at his age, but especially after the roller coaster that has been his live kind of PR disaster is really exciting. You know, I'm a Phil gal. Um, But yeah, I, I, I didn't love that most of Saturday was suspended and then Sunday was sort of like packed in. It didn't really feel like the traditional Masters and certainly not on Friday when a tree fell down at the Masters on the course. Um, Thankfully, nobody was there, so nobody was hurt. But I think this would be if I if someone told me like, hey, Megan, you get to pick how you're going to die. This would be top five for me. because. Uh, You're going to get a plaque, right? This tree falls down on you and you die. You're definitely getting a plaque. Your family's getting money too. Like, they got to, you know, Condoleezza is going to chip in for that. This is how you become in the 1%. Yeah, you think they'd be willing to give that much? I'm I'm thinking like five mil under. Um, But my, my, the way I want to die, my mom had a great uncle who was over 80 ate Thanksgiving dinner, took a nap on the couch and died in his sleep. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm like, what what did he do to deserve that? Because that's incredible. Now, I think the two of us, if I'm being honest, I think we might have too big of egos for that to happen. So I think the tree ending our lives might be better because we'll get the recognition. We'll get the plaque. We'll get the family tickets. We'll get paid for it all. There'll probably be some sort of settlement. Is that instant? death or is that like like are they trying to like get the tree off like i just need it to be like instant yeah instant okay it depends where the tree falls but it it could potentially hits me in the head a head bonk them out okay um i think that i think we've done a great job so that is our master's recap we talked all things um hot wives we talked a little john rom we talked a little phil mickelson who looks very thin very happy Mm -hmm. for phil Um, and, um, yeah, we talked about how we would like to die. So I think that's our cue that we should move on to the NBA. And as I mentioned in my more on the week segment, the Lakers won their play in game, which, um, congratulations to your household. You are now a Lakers household. Um, my husband also referenced the Lakers as one of his teams yesterday too, which is very alarming because, yeah, because he is a Celtics fan, so no, that- I'm, I'm still trying to compute how this all works out. But I think the LeBron factor is what makes it different. Yeah, the okay. the more and more teams CJ has, I go, he's gonna cheat on me. You know, like this shows no loyalty. Me, I'm loyal to a fault. You know, it's like I'm I'm on a sinking ship with a lot of my teams, and I go, ah. 
I'm playing the violin right on down. Him, he goes, oh, no, over here. Flashy, flashy, flashy. LeBron. Okay. So, yes, the Lakers win. I watched the first half. CJ and I were not able to watch together. Now, there was talk that we were going to put it on the projector outside. Too difficult to set up. So CJ was up in his office watching. I was downstairs watching. They are so frustrating to watch because it honestly, when, when they were finishing up the first half, I go, they're going to lose how Purdue did in the sense of they got this big man and they are just going to die on the hill of miss threes. And, and then I, I started watching the second half and it got worse. And I was like, they're going to win because they are the Lakers. And I'm not going to say it's rigged, but you see them get calls that I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, um, okay, I don't. And so I just have, I had confidence in them. And then I'm watching on my phone and I keep seeing the score worse, 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 worse. And then I just stopped paying attention. Cause I was like, my household is already going through enough. We've got COVID. CJ's going to be sad. He's going to have to tell Conrad. It's going to be bad. And then CJ's stomping and I hear him cheering. And so I look at my phone and they've tied it up and I'm, Mm -hmm. and and then I went to turn it on and then I go, no, I haven't been watching. I cannot turn it on. No, it's bad luck. I texted CJ. I go, I have not been watching. I'm not going to turn on. He goes, okay, just do whatever you've been doing. And so I just kept looking at the score on my phone. And so I would like to credit myself with the win. I love how us sports fans become so superstitious because I am the exact same way. Um, if I've moved and my team goes on a run, I need to stay in that position. Yeah, we're um, 80 for Brady gals. Yes, it, it has to happen that way. But the big story heading into this game was Rudy Gobert punched his teammate Kyle Anderson in the team huddle. So the yeah. Timberwolves had no other option but to suspend him for the play-in game. I assume this means that Rudy Gobert's time in Minnesota is going to come to an end. That was probably it for him. And, and they gave up all, a lot to give him. So he, nobody really likes him. Why? Um, is it? And, and like, uh, so I feel bad for Rudy Gobert um, that everyone seems to despise him. And it feels like it stems back to the COVID touching of the microphones, which it's like we all did silly things during that mm-hmm. time that we and he's since apologized for it. And was like, oh, my gosh. And that is, is it the French? Like, what is it about him? Because he doesn't bother me, but everyone else seems to hate him. So I said when he was, Andrew came in and said, oh, uh, Rudy Gobert is suspended. He can't play in the plan tonight. And I said, that's so dumb. He said, why? He punched his teammate. I think this could be a situation where you get together as a team. You have a players only meeting. You close the door. You bury the hatchet. You say, look, Rudy, you were out of line. You know, Kyle Anderson, you were out of line. We figure it out as a team. We go to the coaching staff. We say, look, there's no need for suspensions. We took care of it. And we're going to go in to crypto.com arena and we are going to beat the Lakers. That's what you do as a winning team. I don't like this whole suspension thing, but you also can't punch your own teammate. And it makes this question, is Rudy Gobert the worst teammate of all time? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I say Barry Bonds is um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, he had a monumental accomplishment, although he was using steroids and he was cheating. None of his teammates are there to celebrate him. He at one point had four lockers in the locker room. Nobody really liked him. In my opinion, he is the worst teammate of all time. Rudy Gobert for me. He's not even in the top 10. Yeah. 15, but I don't think top 10. Um, I think the worst teammate of all time is Richie Incognito <laughs> because he was calling and leaving racist rants on people's voicemails. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a that's your teammate. I don't like. I can you can you can you just if, listen, Richie? If you gotta say something racist, can you make it to someone outside of the team? That feels like a normal request. Um, I will have to say, from what I did watch of the game. Two bad teams. The game was pretty unbearable. No one wanted it to go to overtime. Like when it went to overtime, everyone was like, good. The so the Lakers are now going to play uh the Grizzlies. And mm-hmm. I, I cannot believe the happiness of my husband depends on Anthony Davis's knees and ankles. But 
here we are. We have um, another set of playing games tonight. The Chicago Bulls will play the Toronto Rap- Raptors. Oklahoma City plays New Orleans. And Zion will not be playing in that game again, but he's pretty much irrelevant as it relates to the NBA these days. But when we hear, when you hear from us next time, it will be full on playoff mode. They are, they will be set. Um, I think just to recap, for our teams of the podcast, we are Lakers, Celtics, Kings, Bucks, and I put Grizzlies with a question mark fans. Well, Does that cover it. I mean, that's a lot of teams. Um, the Lakers and Grizzlies are play, playing each other in the first yeah. round. So I guess we'll just whoever comes out of that, we'll still like. But mm-hmm. m- m- I would say my top team outside of the Lakers, and that's only because of my husband, guys, I don't like much um is the bucks i would i would love to see i really the nuggets do absolutely nothing for me and and i think Giannis is is just so sweet and funny and you know i've got a soft spot for thanasis so the the bucks are my my number one yes um i would say the kings are my number one with the Grizzlies close behind and then marriage is the Celtics and then also listen I love a good story I'm a sucker for a story so if LeBron ended up going on a tear and taking this team to the finals which I do not think will happen but if it did happen I would be okay with it absolutely okay with it no it's insane that people even give that credence um but as I've learned Lakers fans are not well um oh speaking of not well fans I'm gonna be on San Diego sports morning radio i love i can't wait to talk to those guys they're, i I'm know sure somebody who good. works there so i will have to connect i'm sure they're good actually. i mean the, i mean the men that like call in and are like we gotta fire lebron you know just like saying the craziest things i love those people i think the people who call in yes. to local sports radio shows are probably the same people who yell it's in the hole yeah cj is really on a um sports radio kick and i go okay well this is your crew now all right, shall we move on to the NFL? You yes. want to talk about your Colts? They were the center of the of Albert Breer's column this week. Albert Breer, who every Monday comes out with a big NFL column. He takes a deep dive into the league. And this week, you took a deep dive into the Indianapolis Colts and your new coach, Shane. Do we like him yet? Shane, Shane Steichen? Yeah, Shane is 37 years old. I, I, he does seem like a nice guy. Um, I I think he has worked for f- two first-time head coaches, and mm-hmm. and I sort of knew that, but the column kind of drove that home. I, I think all the things he is, like, preaching work. My fear for Shane is, does he have the players to set himself up for success? Yes. And there's a lot of talk about that there are teams, at least six, that have contacted the Cardinals to trade up for that number three pick. Now, the only reason they would be trading up is to get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so that means the Colts would now be getting the third best quarterback in a draft where maybe only the top two are even moderately have a chance at being good. So it's like Shane, Shane can be... As good and as smart and as competent and as well-liked as he wants to be, as was Frank Reich, if you do not have a quarterback, you don't have a team. Yes. Um, And so I am starting to get very concerned about what this draft is going to look like and what that means for the season. There are a lot of teams out there that don't have quarterbacks. Prior to recording with you, I just had NFL Live on, and the talk was all about Tua, and if Tua is going to be okay to go this season. So there are a lot of teams questioning um, where they stand. My team, one of them, is Mac Jones and Are they going to go after Lamar? Um, So there are a lot of questions revolving around the quarterback position. But speaking of Lamar and speaking of the Ravens, Odell Beckham Jr. signed a one-year $15 million deal with the Ravens. Does this entice Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore now? I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And then um, Odell posted a picture of his baby who is so cute, so cute, a little bit older than Conrad, in a Lamar Jackson jersey. Like, it, 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 Odell was doing recruitment on behalf of the Ravens before he was even signed by the Ravens. So I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if Odell has any inside info, but it's like, why would you go to the Ravens if they're not going to have a quarterback? You're a wide receiver. You need someone to throw it to you. So I, I just, I don't know the Lamar thing. It Like the further it goes on, the more I get worried. Now I have seen the film air since the last time we oh, recorded. I and saw it as well. Michael Jordan's mom, in, in, incredible, played by Viola, Viola Davis. I want her to handle Lamar Jackson contract. He famously does not have an agent. We, we got to get Mama Jordan on this because she's going to yeah. get him top dollar, the best deal for his situation, and she's going to do it with thoughtfulness and caring. And and I think what else could you want? She's still alive. Let's get her and in. She's going to come up with something groundbreaking. So what yeah. she came up with for Michael Jordan was that he gets a revenue share for every pair of sneakers that is sold with his name on it, which we learned from the movie Air that he's making about $400 million a year just on Jordan. Mailbox money. Alone. Is what they call it. Yes, the residual checks for four hundred million dollars a year. Now, tip of the cap to Michael Jordan's mother because that deal would not have happened without her. There's no, no question. So she needs to come up with the new um, version of that for which Lamar I think is Lamar getting his guaranteed money. What's he want? Two hundred ninety-five mil. He wants the he wants the Deshaun Watson. Get it done for him. Uh, yeah, I know. There's just a lot of questions on if people in Baltimore even want them, if the relationship has come to a point. I'm not even turn. saying for the Ravens. I'm saying anywhere. You got, thir- you got mm, theoretically probably 20, at least 22 teams. Because yes. because now what what did, what was driven home for me is that the Colts have moved on from Lamar. Um, they, they never were with him, but they've moved. You know, they looked at the house and they said, nope, we don't want the house. And so now they're going to the draft. And I'm like, okay. I, I I also just don't really have any confidence in Chris Ballard at this point, um, who also seems like a nice man and I think has done some good things. But I, I never understood firing Frank Reich and not firing him. But well, Ballard will at. be the next one to go. And speaking of going, will Aaron Rodgers go to the New Jersey Jets? I I am not sure, and neither is Packers president Mark Murphy. He was met by reporters as it looked like he was boarding a bus and yeah he didn't really give any insight to the situation he wouldn't say that the ball is in the Packers court he wouldn't say it's in the Jets court he said that he knew people were going to be asking questions about it but really didn't have anything to add to the situation whatsoever yeah what I think is going on is that there, it, so a lot of schools just had spring break. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing some Jets personnel, they were, they were on vacation, some Packers personnel, they were on vacation. I think he was saying like, I don't know who sent the last email. Like it really seemed like he was like, oh, I need to circle back on that because it's like, were we just getting out of offices? They truly seem like there is like a breakdown in communication that they're like, oh no, I, I owe him a call back. I think there's phone tag happening between the Packers and the Jets, and it's because of children's spring break. Well, phone tag. I mean, sure, that can happen for a punter, a special teamer, even the your same. backup quarterback, but we're playing phone tag yeah. over, you know, you, yes. just a season removed from the, MVP the player like Aaron like, Rodgers. We are going to Rosemary Beach, and if you pick up your phone, it's over. You know, like there were some ultimatums had of like, if you don't look at our children once a day, I don't, Aaron Rodgers might as well be your baby because you're out of this damn family. So I think some dads were having their feet held to the fire and were having to actually engage with their children on spring break and they couldn't get the deal done. Now we're back from spring break. The kids are in school. Hopefully they're not sick and we're going to get the deal done. I mean, if they don't get the deal done, I think there's going to be some pitchforks outside of MetLife Stadium in New Jersey because these poor fans haven't had a quarterback in God knows how long. And they honestly, even though I'm a Jets fan, yeah, they haven't had had anybody. So they want Aaron Rodgers. They need Aaron Rodgers. I don't want Aaron Rodgers in the Patriots division. So I would prefer if this just continues to drag on. But we shall see. What happens next? Um, can we talk about something that is um, not even listed on our rundown here, but we absolutely mm-hmm. need to talk about it? Trey Lance's hairline. Have yeah. you seen the yeah. pictures of Trey Lance emerge on the internet? I had no yes. idea it was this bad. 
Yeah. So it was sent to me by my husband who said Trey Lance and Conrad have the same hairline. Um, I think what's happened because so many men I know, especially out here in Los Angeles, have gotten this really high end. It's not even a hair transplant, but it's like a it's a hair growth surgery. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. you know, it's the it's the buccal fat of the hair world. And I think because I've oh, I'm always saying this about LeBron. I go, LeBron, you're one of the richest men in the world. If you can't have hair, who can? I think what happens with athletes, especially football players, they got to have these helmets on, they're sweating in it. And so they would have to basically take off so much time from training and sweating Mm -hmm. and doing anything that they're not good candidates for this hair surgery until after Mm -hmm. they retire. Trey Lance is like really handsome and his head looks like a good shape. Just shave it. Yeah, I think the shaved look is probably best, but it does make me wonder now as OTAs are right around the corner, no player wants to go to OTAs and maybe a hair transplant would be a good excuse to get out of OTAs, right? Yeah, especially if you're like the starting star of the offense that has never had a star. Like, that's a good, be like, yeah, I'm not Rex Grossman. Can I go get my hair fixed? It's also so tough for Trey Lance, right? He comes after Jimmy Garoppolo, who is just unbelievably beautiful. We talk about it at least once a show. And now he is being dragged across all platforms on social media for his hairline. I feel for the guy. Yeah. It also could just be like the San Francisco vibe of like, my personality is more important than my looks. The hair wasn't that bad to me. It also, it looked like he was fresh from a workout. It's like, look at my hair right now. And I have, gore- I have admittedly gorgeous hair. You do have my hair looks terrible hair. right now because it's. I washed it and all I did was brush it. And then I took Conrad for a walk. So it's like, yeah, you could take a picture of me and go, what's wrong with her hair? And it's like in two hours, I'll prove to you that I'm Cindy Crawford again. All right. What? So, tra- so you are on Trey Lance's side. You think a little, uh, a little gel, a little spoof here, a little spoof there, and he'll be good to go. I think there's a lot you can do. I think there's a lot you can do. I also like for these rich men, does it matter? Like I'm, I'm always like Anthony Davis, what is with the, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a rich man. Yeah. Yeah. You you bring up a good point. Um, There's trouble in Tampa Bay because Devin White requested a trade. Tampa is completely crumbling. And I am posing this question to all of you Tampa fans who just took in Tom Brady. You embraced him. You loved him. He brought you a Super Bowl. But ever since he left, everybody else has walked out that door with him. So it's only a matter of time. You can come over to my 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 side of the table. We can hate mm-hmm. on him together. They don't hate he, him. He won you your Super Bowl, but he also seemingly ruined your franchise no. again. And so now you're back no. to where you started from. They, they like will. him. Okay, they love they him. Um, uh, but right before the podcast, CJ goes, uh, do you know who, who's uh, where Baker Mayfield plays right now? And I go, I said somewhere. Um, and he goes, the Bucks. And I said, well, mm-hmm. news to me. I had Baker no Mayfield. idea. Ba- Baker Mayfield's on the Bucks. Would and you could, want Baker Mayfield in Indy? I, I would say, yeah. Sure. We have no one. I'll take anything at this point. Okay. Like, it's like, let's, let's get three duds in there and see who comes out of training camp. Like it's, I just, it's like anything is better than nothing. That is is my policy. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is back from Thailand. We did not ask any questions about what happened there. And USC has has hired him as quarterbacks coach is the title that I was seeing. I mean, that's kind of a big demotion. That's a big demotion, but the fact that he can go from like he could just get fired from his job, go to Thailand, drop off the face of the earth, not talk to anybody, and then come back and have a good paying job in a legitimate city at, you know, a big 10 powerhouse school that everybody, you know, associates with the big 10 conference. It's a fall from grace. I'm wondering, but listen, like, that's great. You could go to Thailand. Yeah, of course. The mortgage on that house in Arizona that we saw during the Zoom draft, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to be able to pay those bills. He's um, probably still getting paid out from his last contract. Oh, that's so true. USC doesn't oh. even have to pay him. Oh he could gosh, go and he so could get jealous. fired from USC and he could go to another foreign country and just fall off the map and have another job when he gets home. Yeah, because I, I want to be him. I think the dollar goes far in Thailand. It does. Okay, and we'll be right back. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Major League Baseball, what, we're entering our third week of it? I was supposed to go to the Dodgers game on Friday, but I'm not going, and I'm really sad because I have to go do stand-up. Ugh. But it um, is the first night that the Dodgers will have fireworks. I season. know. I know, and I'm really upset. And they're playing the Cubs, and I would love to watch the Cubs lose in person. Me too. Me too. Um, the the Rays are the the story so far. Um, they have jumped out to an 11 and 0 start. Now people are saying they're not paying, playing that good at teams, but it's like it's still 11 and 0 in baseball. You could lose to every single day. I really miss that they dropped Devil um, from their name. Now that was a religious reason, right? Sounds very Florida of them, but it I do remember when Florida. they were the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yeah, it was now fun. they're just the Rays. The Rays. And it I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. Devil Rays. It's like they I don't think they're promoting the devil. <laughs> no, it was just a a devil ray. Um, I, Megan, them- how are um how are your white socks doing? Oh, it's been tough. You know, I actually oh, put in the run the rundown right now. I put I, I wrote in here, Giolito is broken, which um, he has not pitched very well until today. He had a fantastic outing for the White Sox against the Cleveland Guardians. However, the offense couldn't get going, which always breaks my heart when a pitcher is struggling. Finally, they get the monkey off their back and then the the bats aren't there to back it up but giolito looked better today um unfortunately the bats weren't there tim anderson is now out for two to four weeks which is really unfortunate for the white Sox. michael kopech got lit up in his first start and then had a bounce back start um this past weekend where he gave up one run And again, the bats weren't there to back them up. So I'm feeling really down about the White Sox. One of the bright spots is that Liam Hendricks, who um, underwent chemotherapy because he has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, he was never put on the 60-day IL. So he finished his treatment, and I think his return should be soon-ish. I'm glad that he's not on the IL, so that could be a bright spot. Eloy Jimenez is hurt again. This guy's always hurt. It's it's not off to a good start, to say the least, for the White Sox. And Um, someone DM'd me saying that they, from the White Sox, saying that they would love to have me throw out a first pitch and that they'd email me. Still waiting for that email. They went dark. Um, One thing I am looking forward to is the return of Fernando Tatis Jr. to the Padres. He is now playing for the, he's started a rehab stint. So I I think that means, I don't know if his suspension is fully over, but he's getting back. He went three for four with an RBI um, at Southwest University Park in his debut for the, the team is called the Chihuahuas. And I love the minor league teams. They have the best names. They have the best apparel. The sod poodles was one of them. Yeah. They beat the, um, or no, they lost to the Albuquerque isotopes, but he is back. And I think that is great for, for baseball as a whole, all, all these other changes, but we got to have, um, the stars like this. And I'm looking at pictures right now. He was absolutely mobbed at the stadium. He looks really cool. And I can't wait for him to come back. I'm excited. Well, no, I'm not excited because it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough long season for my White Sox. And the Padres it's just really long. upset me because, um, you know, there are some people in that organization that once are with the White Sox. And I know, I know but they're one of your teams. Sox. Aren't the Padres one of your 400 teams? 
If I had to pick, were last pick a California team this year, I would pick the Padres. So okay. we could pick a, you know, you could pick a AL East team and you could t- pick an AL West team. I mean, you could pick however many teams okay. you want. I guess my Florida team will be the Rays because I live here, so I get one. But they are playing the White Sox in two weeks and obviously it will not be well, that's for anybody but the White Sox. But I guess you can get an AL team, an NL team, and a California team. So if I'm getting an AL team, um, I obviously will pick the White Sox. My California team will be the Padres and my NL team will be. Hmm. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Well, our King Shohei Otani is still um, lighting it up and they were able to beat the Nationals, which is not saying a lot, but I'm happy <laughs> whenever his little angels bats get going. I am upset that MLB network is off YouTube TV. They raised the price and got rid of that. And now it's very hard to keep up with everything that's happening in baseball because there is just so much. And I used to watch quick pitch at night to get a little quick catch up. Can't do it anymore. Cannot do it. These streamers must be stopped. That is the message of today. Megan, I am so excited and happy that I got to see you. I hope you run an amazing marathon and I would like to request you send me food pics of before and after. Yes. And, and I, I will post send you my food pics number? of San Diego, I guess. Yes. Food pics of San Diego. Everybody please go out to San Diego to support Megan Gailey. Um, if you can't be there, send people, you know, that are in San Diego to be there that will support and not Thank heckle. You. I will be posting my marathon bib on social media. You guys can I'll download the app and track me if you're bored. It's, you know, just see where I'm at while you're doing whatever it is that you are doing on Monday. And we will be back next week to recap our fun weekends and everything that is happening in the world of sports. For my co-host, Megan Gailey, I'm Megan Connolly, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.